break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back with you here in The Punch-Out, 25th of March, 2022. Very happy to be back with you here on the show. We've got plenty for you here on the show. As we always do, we're going to be talking about Italian workers protesting the movement of war material through their country. But before we get to that, we want to start with the economic crisis in Sri Lanka. This week, the Sri Lankan government has sent the army out to gas stations to manage the distribution of fuel in the wake of four elderly customers dying while waiting in line to get gas for hours in recent weeks. The military intervention in gas distribution is yet another marker of the depths of the economic crisis facing the island nation, which has been spiraling downwards since the start of the year with significant shortages in major goods which means that the lines aren't just outside of gas stations, but all sorts of shops as basic staples like milk, milk powder, and bread have been subject to skyrocketing prices as the nation reels from double-digit inflation. 15% increase in inflation last month, actually, which was the highest in Asia. And in recent protests around the economic situation, protesters have actually been marching with burnt loaves of bread on sticks to indicate how bad things are really getting. Medicines are also in short supply, and the shortages of fuel have meant that there are five to seven hours of power cuts a day. As mentioned, over the past weeks, large protests have been held all across the country against the current state of affairs, most led by various opposition parties, including the largest opposition party, the centrist SJB, or United People's Force, and the leftist JVP, or People's Liberation Front. March 15th was particularly notable with tens of thousands thronging the capital of Colombo in protest of what they deem to be economic mismanagement. Behind the crisis is a major issue regarding the shortage of foreign exchange. Sri Lanka imports a large amount of goods, which means that it needs a lot of foreign exchange to buy various goods from various countries, and it depends in particular on its tourism industry to bring in quite a bit of foreign currency. So the impact of the pandemic has had a big effect on the lack of foreign exchange, making it harder to import many goods, including fuel and food. The current government, the Sri Lankan People's Freedom Alliance, also cut taxes significantly after winning the 2020 elections in a landslide, but that move eroded the revenue base for the government, making the crisis of foreign exchange even worse. The SLPFA, controlled by the Rajapaksa family, portrays itself as center-left and promotes a populist developmentalist program, but also rests its support on a virulent form of Sinhala Buddhist nationalism, hostile to the Tamil and Muslim minorities in the country, and with the strong military component to their rule that has come alongside draconian, quote-unquote, national security laws. Sri Lanka's other major issue that also affects foreign exchange levels is the massive debts the country has, nearly $51 billion, that successive governments have foisted on the country, attempting to promote various mega projects. Recently, the SLPFA has decided to seek an IMF bailout, which undoubtedly will come with an austerity agenda. 
Sri Lanka is also asking China for debt relief and recently took a $1 billion credit line from India to try to keep things afloat. China is often held out as the chief culprit in terms of the massive debts of Sri Lanka, but actually China only holds 10% of Sri Lankan debt on par with Japan. As Reuters notes, Wall Street owns 47% of Sri Lanka's overseas debt, and of this year's $4.5 billion foreign debt service bill, more than half of it relates to U.S. dollar bonds. At the same time as the economy is spiraling, Sri Lanka is facing criticism at home and abroad regarding the targeting of opponents. Sri Lanka has the highest number of disappeared persons on Earth, 60 to 100,000 since the 1980s, from all ethnic groups, but Many of these disappearances are linked to the long-running civil war between Tamil forces and various Sri Lankan governments in the north of the country. Since the SLPFA government won power in 2020, they've been behind increasing threats against those fighting for the rights of the disappeared, as well as preemptive court orders being used against protest organizers to prevent that movement from growing. Journalists have also complained of harassment and overall in-custody deaths by the police are increasing. All told then, Sri Lanka is clearly slipping into a deep crisis, one likely to deepen as the government is forced to introduce austerity measures to get IMF assistance in restructuring their massive loans. Sri Lanka sits at a critical place in the Indian Ocean geostrategically, and the U.S., India, and China all expend significant effort to build influence on the island. This seems likely to just continue to fuel the overall slide into crisis as the government and major opposition look to play the various sides off against each other. The one thing that does seem clear is that whatever happens in the next few months, it seems like the living situation for the average person in Sri Lanka will continue to deteriorate. Workers at airports and ports in Italy are protesting the movement of arms to Ukraine under the guise of humanitarian aid. As the news site People's Dispatch notes, quote, on March 14th, cargo workers at the Pisa airport refused to load cartons of arms and ammunition in planes destined to deliver humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Earlier in the first week of March, dock workers at the port of Genoa also alerted that they had seen camouflage tanks disembarked at the port from a ferry coming from Palermo, allegedly destined for Ukraine. Trade unions like USB Italia, along with the Communist Youth Front and Communist Refoundation Party, an Italian peace and disarmament network, protested the shipments of arms disguised as humanitarian aid and demanded an inquiry by a parliamentary commission into the issue. The Autonomous Collective of Port Workers issued a statement that in part read, quote, One thing we are sure of is the economy of war. Arms trafficking is the cause of the conflicts. The issue is delicate, but for us a deadline exists. Commercial ports cannot become the hub of military logistics under any circumstances. End quote. The Italian Peace and Disarmament Network is alleging that Italian airports have become a significant part of a military air bridge operated by NATO and going from Italy to a U.S. logistical center in Poland that is at the center of the movement of arms into Ukraine. While there's much that remains unclear here, it seems likely that the disguising of arms moving through Italy as humanitarian aid is designed to try to obscure from the Russians the amount and type of arms flowing into Ukraine, particularly heavy weaponry like tanks. Italy's government led by the former head of the European Central Bank, Mario Draghi, has emerged as one of the biggest supporters of the Zelensky government in Europe. This week, the Italian government came out in favor of Ukraine joining the EU after other countries had pushed back. And also, Draghi, speaking in parliament, admonished China this week, telling the PRC not to help Russia evade sanctions. Port workers in Italy have a long history of refusing to load war cargo, including recently in 2019, regarding Saudi arms shipments as it concerns the war in Yemen. While you likely won't hear about this in the mainstream media, it is a reflection of the fact that despite what the heads of state are saying, there are people all across Europe who don't see military escalation 
as a sustainable path to peace. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 